Welcome to episode 17 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Land the Blame Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are here live in the Land the Plane Podcast Actually, we're not studios. live. Well, we're live to us. Oh, okay. If you would have went with it, Dave would have thought we were live, too, and it would just have been great. Yeah. That we were live at whatever time they were here's listening. What, here's what I know. You ruined my intro. <laughs> but that's okay. I forgive you, because that's kind of mood I'm in, Jonathan. Well, I'm so glad. Yeah, so we're just two guys sitting here. Um, we're going to talk to you a little bit about tonight about some scripture stuff, and hopefully wherever you're at in your relationship with God, whether you're a long-time believer, new believer, or maybe you don't believe at all, by the end of this episode, maybe you'll have a little bit something more uh, to hold on to in your relationship with God, or maybe finding that relationship. So we're excited you joined us, and we are thrilled to be here. Join or you may think, these guys have no clue, and I need to go find out about God myself. It's a possibility. And and that would be fun. I mean, I'm glad we could help. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to we're here to have questions be questioned. That should be our new catch line. Have, I don't even know what it means. I don't either. But let's move get, on from it'll there. It'll make questions. So, Jonathan, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Speaking of questions, let me ask you one. Do you like scary movies? Not really. <laughs> It's just is that the answer because, you were looking for? Is it because you're too like smart for scary movies, or you're too grown up, or you, they just scare you so much? No, nah, I mean, like, I, there's some suspenseful type movies that I find intriguing. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, Lama, however you say his name, Shyamalan. M. Night Shyam- Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, I think sure. <laughs> um, I like my way better, Shyamalama. <laughs> Some of his early th- early movies, I think, were pretty like Sixth Sense. That was him, right? Yes. In a village, I think. Some yes. of those. Yeah, I I think those are pretty cool. Um, but uh, I didn't know you were lame. I'm sorry. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> like the you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and and all those. I I always just watched them and thought they were hilarious. Well, I just it, think they're funny. I, I don't think they're really scary. Well, my my family, we've always been about scary movies. Now, my my wife, she won't watch a scary movie to save my life. But yeah, she hates them. But when I grew up, we always watched scary movies, and I, our family is is big on scary movies. Like we what have, kind of scary movies? Anything. <laughs> like some recent ones. Like, Thanks for narrowing it down. <laughs> no, like the recent ones, like The Conjuring and stuff like that. Annabelle, those those creepy things like that. I have no idea. See, you should know. Jonathan, yeah. you're you're just you're out of the loop. Now, see ones that ones that deal with. I'm kind of like my one of my kids on this, like things that could be real. I don't like those necessarily. Well, like don't, don't ones that are about <laughs> ones that are about like demons and evil spirits and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't I don't like the bloody stuff, like gore. I'm not into gore movies, but yeah. like, I like to be scared. I like to be on the edge of my seat. Okay. So don't watch The Conjuring, if that's the kind of movies you don't want to okay. watch. Don't watch those. But they're pretty scary. But I'm glad you mentioned A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Because oh, wow. the reason I bring that up is when I was a kid, we watched any scary movie, right? And it uh, <laughs> didn't matter how old we were. And I remember some of the first times I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street and I was watching the movie and, you know, Freddy Krueger came on. And if you don't know the movie, it's it's basically if you lived on Elm Street, you were at danger. Like he wanted to kill you because of revenge, you know, all those types of things when you're sleeping. So we're yeah. watching that movie about halfway through the movie. He's already killing folks. And it dawned on me that my address was Elm Street. <laughs> you would have thought that you would have thought about that earlier. You know, I was a young yeah. lad, okay? okay? Probably 16. No, <laughs> no, it was probably like eight. I was going to gonna say, you're probably earlier than that. Seven, I eight, mean, nine, maybe somewhere in there. Probably too yeah. young to be watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I'm. If, if my mom or dad's watching, I watched that too, and I was way too young to... I don't know even know how. Like seriously, <laughs> I have no idea how I could have watched that, but no, I did. We watched them all. So yeah, so that was a pretty terrifying night, to say the least. Didn't get much sleep in that night. Yeah, they didn't really ever bother me. Did those, you live on Elm Street? <laughs> then shut up. <laughs> you don't have no place now, to talk. I, I lived on Route Eight. <laughs> My street didn't have a street name. I'm sorry that. What was a six cents? Didn't give you nightmares. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's not scary at all. But it is, it's no, a good I didn't movie. think it. I didn't, and I didn't say that his movies were scary. Yeah, that's I true. said they were kind of suspenseful. I do like like kind those of early figuring ones. out what's going on. They got weird. I though. see dead people. I mean, it, it is. Why are you trying cool. to spoil the movie for folks? That's I guess not, it's not spoiling the <laughs> that movie. Was, that was in the uh, the trailer. If I could spoil the movie. Don't do it, John. We won't. We don't want to be that podcast. Yeah, I, I like those kind of movies. At the end of it, it's like, okay, I'm going to rewind this, showing my age there. I'm going to skip back and prove that that whatever just happened that couldn't have happened because this this should have been given away or something earlier. And yeah, no, they did a good job. I mean, he did a good job on that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of his later stuff was bad. Cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Dustin and Jonathan's movie review. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have a sideshow about movie reviews. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, anyway, get back on track here. It's close to Halloween time. And, sort of kind of. Um, yeah, it's, it's a couple of weeks away by the time you're listening to this, probably. And we thought it would be fun to, to speaking of scary stories, to dive into the Bible. If you didn't know, there's... <laughs> There's a few. It just came out funny. <laughs> there's a few scary stories in there, or um, stories that maybe you wouldn't quite believe was in there unless somebody just read it to you and pointed it out. But there's some. Just be honest. There's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. So we each picked out a story that we're going to share with. Mine's you better. I, I don't know. I mean, they're both good. Mine's better. But I'm not sure yours is better. Mine is creepier. Yours might be creepier, but mine's... I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's, it's got all the, the moments of a good psychological thriller nowadays. All right? Mm, okay. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm going to go first. Mine's creepier. Because <laughs> Jonathan's afraid I'm going to do better, and he wants to his chance to... Yeah. Read over it. If I go more. last, I'll be the last thing they remember. So you're gonna turn on that deep voice and get yeah. all 
You'll probably you have. Get all deep on I'm it gonna call it right now. You're gonna listen to this podcast, and, and mine's gonna be just silence besides me talking. And then when Jonathan's come on, there's gonna be sound effects and background music. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't do me wrong, Jonathan. So I am gonna talk to you about. Um, oh, I'm gonna go all the way back to Genesis to the beginnings first. To the way back. Yeah, yeah. A few few years ago, and. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about a man named Abraham and his nephew, Lot. Okay, that was his name, L-O-T, Lot. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, uh, you probably heard of Abraham more so. I mean, he's a pretty big figure in the Bible. Uh, he's the one that God talked to and said he's going to bless the generations through his family line and all that kind of stuff. And so much so much stuff uh, with Abraham. But there was a particular moment where it was, it was right after... Um, Basically, him and his wife Sarah had not been able to have a baby, and it was this is right after God comes to them and tells them, "You're going to have a baby in your elder years." <laughs> Throw a little sound effects in there for you. <laughs> Our budget's going through the roof. I don't know we're going to afford this. So uh, it, it's right after right after that moment uh, we kind of pick up in the story and. This deals with the towns, you've probably heard of them before, cities, they're not just towns, but cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, they have quite the reputation. I like Gomorrah. Okay. <laughs> Why is that, Jonathan? The one on <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Gomorrah. Oh, see, you're going back to our movie review podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Stay on, stay on track, Jonathan, stay on track. So... So anyway, so it involves Sodom and Gomorrah. You probably heard it uh, of those places before. Uh, not the best cities in the world. They don't have the best reputation at this time. In fact, they're known for being pretty um, vile places um, for many different reasons. And it basically came to the point where these these angels, appearing as men, came and talked to Abraham and Sarah. And then as they were leaving, I'm just going to start reading stuff. And it's from Genesis chapter 18. Um, it says, Then the men set out from there, and they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. I'm going to break that down just a little bit. <laughs> Basically, God's like, I need to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah. Like they, they're, they're, they're evil and their sin has become so great that the best thing to do in God's eyes is to wipe them away. It's, it's a place that cannot be redeemed. Okay, and, and not that they can't be. Anybody can be redeemed. Let me make sure I clarify that. But he knew the situation there, and he knew the people there, and he knew they were not going to make a decision to turn to him. So he decided to wipe them out. Basically, yes. All of them. All of them. The whole city and everything and everyone in it. It's a little Star Wars there. In case you didn't catch that. That was Star Wars? Wipe them out, all of them. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for picking the most obscure <laughs> quote from Star Wars. I mean, you didn't even do like a Yoda. You could have done... That's Darth Sidious, right? <laughs> or what? The Emperor? That same guy. Anyway, sorry, right. guys. All right. You're, this new, I have movies on the brain. Movie I can't reviews help it. coming. <laughs> All right. So that's where we kind of pick up. So he's decided he's going to do that. And then he has a conversation with Abraham. And Abraham, basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically says, if we find so many righteous people in that city, will you spare it? And he says, yes. And then they keep negotiating a little bit. Abraham does. And he's just down to like 10 people. It's like, if we can find 10 people in there. Can we, uh, we, uh, say, can you, if we find like so many righteous people, can we, God agrees. Okay. And so basically we get to the point where, uh, Abraham's nephew Lot and his family, uh, live in Sodom. So he's really concerned about them, especially. So this is where we're going to pick up in chapter 19. This is where it gets a little crazy, Jonathan. Okay. But I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I don't want you to get scared. Do you got your bedtime cuddly bear? <laughs> no Jonathan's sitting with the blanket on his lap right now Covering his feet because he doesn't want to be scared but Anyway, that's how good this story is <laughs> Chapter 19 So the two angels um, they, they left Abraham and went down to The city Okay, Because they were Looking for righteous people basically And it says the two angels came to Sodom In the evening and Lot was sitting at the gate Of, of Sodom When Lot saw them he rose to meet them And bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet, that you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house, and he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. So basically, Lot was at the gate. He was hanging out. Chilling with his Walkman. A little flashback to the previous episode. He didn't have a Walkman, but he was there. And then these two these two angels enter, and he recognizes them. He sees them as somebody different. He sees them as um, they they need probably some protection because he's fully aware of how bad this city has gotten and how how bad the people are and wicked the people are there. So he says, you know, I'd like to offer you my house. Come and stay in my house and spend time with me. So at first they refuse, but then Lot insists because he knows. I mean, he knows what's going to happen if he leaves them out there. This is like one of those, you got to make sure you're in your house with the door's locked by a certain time. You don't want to yeah. be out on the streets in the middle of the night. Spooky, right? Danger. <laughs> Danger. Okay. So that's where, where he finds himself. So he brings them home. Uh, they have a feast, and they're there together. So we keep going. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, uh, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. Okay, Jonathan, this is a pretty big city, right? They're not just like little towns of 20, 30 people. Right. Uh, very, very large cities. And it says, every, the men of the city... Both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. So, a large group of men from the city came to Lot's house and surrounded his house. I'm not even sure how many men that is, Jonathan, but it's a lot. It's not like five or six. It says, I mean, it says... The last man. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you how many it was because I don't know the exact number, but just know it's more than like five or six. There's, 
there is quite the crowd that's basically formed outside of Lot's house. Again, um, that's a pretty intense moment to be sitting there fixing to go to bed, and all of a sudden there's an angry mob outside your door. Yes. All right. So this says, um, they, uh, it says, And they called out to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? So they're looking for these two men. I guess they got word that they came into town. They knew that Lot took them to their house. And so these men are looking for these two. Okay? Got you. And then it says, Bring them out to us that we may know them. I don't think they wanted to really know them. Yes, this this wasn't... We have to remember the reputation and the way this city was, that it was not a situation where um, these... Yeah, they didn't want to just sit down and have like... It is It is where Sodom is where we get the name or the word sodomy. Yeah. And so in case your children are in the car or something listening to this with you, uh, this is biblical stuff, but we're going to be a little cautious how we talk about this. But it wasn't they didn't want to have a conversation. They wanted to have their way with them. Let's put it that way. I think that's the best way to put it right now. So this is bad news. This is serious. Not only is this huge crowd out there now, um, what they want to do to these two men is is a terrible thing, okay? So in saying that... It, which is, you know, if you if you look at Jewish culture, kind of the, the, the culture around the area, what Lot did for someone coming through, that a foreigner in the town, you were, you were kind of commanded by God to, to take them in, to take care of them, feed them, send them on their way the next day. It's showing them hospitality. Right. So for them to approach these guys that they knew were out of town, you know, foreigners coming into their town in such a way wasn't only bad just from a standpoint of what they were intending, but just treating foreigners that way was completely against what what God right. instructed. For sure. So this is a bad situation all the way around. And a scary situation. I can't imagine being in Lot's shoes. I don't think these two angels probably were full of fear at the time. I think they were more interested to see how Lot was going to respond and what he was going to do and how this crowd was going to respond. Because, of course, they're there trying to find some righteous people. And they're finding that Lot you know, has some righteousness in him, like he's fitting the bill a little bit. So it goes on to say... Um, that they, they do this crowd. It says Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him. So he actually stepped outside into this crowd. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done that. I think I could have yelled from a window, but yeah. that's just me. <laughs> um, this just seems like that moment in a scary movie where you get killed. I mean, you don't open the door, but anyway. Usually, um, usually that's the white girl <laughs> that does something stupid and gets killed. <laughs> She's going to be dead. Okay, so he... he Went out the door, and he said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. This is his response. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you, and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. I'm not even going to touch it. Okay. No, not even going to touch it. I read something interesting in researching this a little bit, Jonathan. I'll throw it at you real quick. Oh, boy. Um, it said, at first you read that and you're like, dude's going to send out his two virgin daughters 
What? What? That's, that's what you want. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, he makes that offer instead to this angry mob of men. One thing we learn in a few verses later is that his daughters were betrothed to be married right. to people, to two men in Sodom. And it says there's this law that says if you have relations with a betrothed woman and she's never had relations before, you are subject to penalty up to and including death, and she can go free. So some believe that maybe um, Lot was offering his daughters, because everybody knows would have known they were betrothed to these two men, betrothed, however you say the word, and that maybe he thought that that would persuade them to go away. Like they wouldn't actually do it because they know they would face penalty for doing it. Yeah, because it actually his son in laws were with them. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, they go and and get them, or get them. Okay. Little, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I never really read that or heard that before. So it really sounds like Lot is a terrible dude by wanting to send his daughters out there because the angels could go out there and just wipe the floor with these folks. I mean, yeah, they want to. that's what I. I mean that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he offered this, and maybe that was his intent, or maybe he was just doing everything he could to protect these these two these two angels or who he thought were men or whatever. But anyway, so they responded, stand back, and they said, this fellow uh, came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. But the re- men reached out their hands and brought Lot into uh, the house with them uh, and shut the door. Kinda and they yanked him inside and slammed the yeah, door. Yeah, before they killed him. So one of those those moments, in, you know, in the scary movie. Uh, and they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so they were themselves out groping for the door. So basically, after they yanked him in from danger, because they were going to kill him, they the angels blind them, and so they can't really see what's going on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this I think little, I would leave right then. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I might not be able to find my way home, there's but a, I'd be... It seems like that'd be a good I'd be time going to go somewhere to. else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then it says, the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here, talking about the, the angels, it says, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city, bring them out of the place, for we're about to destroy this place, because the outcry against the people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-laws, this is the guys we are talking about just a minute ago, um, who were to marry his daughters, up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his son-in-laws to be jesting. So, well, they've kind of thought he was maybe joking around or not being too serious, but he got their attention. He got them out in his in his daughter. Get on up out of him. Yep, and his wife. So, uh, verse fifteen of of chapter nineteen it says, "As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who uh, who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city.' But he lingered. So the man the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand. I don't know why Lot what? lingered and. Can I say idiot? Yeah, you can. But that's what happens in scary movies. People do the stupid things. It's like, get out of Dodge. I mean, go. Do you realize yeah. what happened last night? Okay. Anyway. So, what? Um, Come on. <laughs> Come on. So the men, the angels, seized him and his wife and two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. Sometimes God's just got to get your attention and take control. All right? As they brought them out, one said, escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away 
And, and Lot said to them, Oh no, my lords, behold, your servant have found favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. And he basically goes on to have a talk that he can't, can't get away fast enough, so they need to go somewhere else. I don't know if he's just a slow dude. I think I can find the energy and the, <laughs> and the want to get out of town, you know. But so they tell him to go to this, this neighboring city called I'd Zor. probably be running people over. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> um, so then uh, they, they go, they get to, they're on their way to Zor, which is the name of the town they were going to. It's verse 23. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zor. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and the fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But here, here's the last kind of little strange part. It says, but Lot's wife uh, behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. I always wondered what that looked like. You know, <laughs> it can't. Like it was like a statue of salt or just. Just a big old pile this, of salt. Well, I get these pictures that like she turned to salt in whatever position she was in, and then like yeah. the wind blew, and it just kind of. Ooh, kind of a oh, we probably shouldn't talk about Infinity War, should we? Oh, yeah, no, we've talked about enough movie. <laughs> but, <Ooh>. No spoilers. <laughs> but so I just and, and so I was reading about the destruction of the city, and there was even some some debate on how the city was destroyed and why she turned into salt for looking back. And some are like, it's pro- there's a lot of earth, there's a lot of fault lines over there, so God probably just used an earthquake to destroy the city. But then it talks about the fire and the sulfur from heaven, and it talks about this great smoke that they see later, and that the city is gone. Like the, both these cities are just yeah, it's like the gone. earth opened up and just bunk. Yeah, and so I don't, I mean, I don't know if it was like explosion of sorts, you know, at, at some level. But then you have her looking back and turning to salt. And why did looking back turn her into salt? What do you think? I, well, I think she was probably looking back similar to the way Lot was trying to keep from going out of town. Yeah, but she's not mentioned in this, this part of the story, like talking about the house, you know, surrounding yeah. the house. So I don't know if if she just wasn't the same place Lot was in life, you know, as far as her... I don't want to say, I don't know, but I also wonder if when she looked back, she wasn't supposed to look back because of what God was doing and was his, was his presence there, you know, because they always say if you look upon God, you know, and you can't. Yeah, I think she would have just died then. Yeah, just kind of a unique situation because we don't, nobody else turned around and looked. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Or we could get a better description, maybe, of what happened. Not that we need one. But I think maybe Lot should have turned into salt a long time before that. <laughs> like, when he when he was, like, you know, talking about not wanting to leave town, they had to grab a hold of him and pull him out of town. It was like yeah. Morton's right there. <laughs> Morton's. I mean, just... Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, I, I just, just this whole story, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, terrifying movie in a way of of what's happening at the end of it you know we the seas are destroyed we don't even know exactly how it happened or what happened they were just gone they were yeah demolished everything I mean, to them that was their world yeah. so, i mean they you know it's like the end of the world as we know it, mm-hmm. it but yeah it, it it would have to be definitely a scary i mean especially for the people that were in the city i mean it's not good Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the story goes on. 
Abraham is, is who God called him to be, and nations are blessed through him because he's the family line of Jesus and stuff. But I guess the moral of the story is get out of Dodge. <laughs> if two angels come up and say you should leave, mm-hmm. don't go pack bags. Um, Just leave. Yeah, and and it'll be easy to start making comparisons of our world now to Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't think we're there. I, I, I'm just going to gather that we're not there yet. we got some pretty bad places in this world, but these, these towns were something else. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah one day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I ain't going to lie. I mean, like, we're worse than you. Yeah, but it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scary story to me because of, of the way people are in the story, the what they've turned into, and then um, just... I mean, the power of God is, is something to behold. You know, it's 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 serious, and he's he's real, and there's accountability. And you might hear the story and think, man, he's kind of a jerk. Why didn't he do something else? He knew these people. He knew their hearts. This is this is where it was, and yep. so um, he was looking out for the rest of mankind at this moment. I believe. To yeah, they were with, them, so. they were without hope before before this. So that's my scary story, Jonathan, full of intrigue and crazy, crazy movie, crazy stuff, man. So I mean, I, you know, all the Bible is is good. I mean, yeah, I don't want to compare things in the Bible, but but my story's better. <laughs> just, just threw the Bible under the bus. <laughs> I hear you. I'm glad we're on opposite sides of the table. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, you want scary, creepy? Your story's good. This is this is it right here, okay? And we even get a phrase from it. Is there a clown in it? You said it's it. No. Oh, sorry. Mm, movie movie mention. <laughs> <clears throat> now we actually do get a phrase that we use often, though. Oh, that whole good. phrase, "writing on the wall," "writings on the wall." Yes, that, yes. This is the story where that came from, okay? Uh, it happens in Daniel chapter 5, and uh, not going to go into a whole lot of detail about what's going on, but Daniel is, um, I mean, he's a Hebrew, but he has been, um, he and a lot of other Hebrews, Jews have been um, captured and brought back into basically slavery uh, within the Babylonian Empire, and uh, you might have heard of stories about Nebuchadnezzar. All those kind of things. Well, this was Nebuchadnezzar's son was the king at this time. And uh, unlike Nebuchadnezzar, who seemingly, at least at times, believed that God was the the one true God, um, his son, King Belshazzar, Belshazzar. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. King Belshazzar did not. And uh, chapter 5, he basically decides to throw a party. And the Bible says that he uh, threw a party, and he actually commanded that the um, like goblets and, and all those kind of things from the temple in Jerusalem, that they would be brought in to the king and his lord and wives and all those people, and that they would drink out of those. 
So it's like, okay, we went and we destroyed these people's temple and all that kind of stuff, and we stole cups and, and goblets and all those things out of it. And, they're, you know, they're back in the storage room, wherever that is. But for this party, you know what? Just to dishonor them even more, we're going to take what they considered sacred, and we're going to, to get drunk, just get sloppy drunk with them. There's so, a lot of scary movies that start with a party. Yeah. <laughs> of getting drunk and then uh, and bad mocking, stuff happens. mocking those. Yeah. <laughs> you feel her beneath you. <laughs> um, so anyway, says uh, in verse 4, it says, They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. And then it says, Immediately, immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. Okay. That was the sound of the... That was the sound... <laughs> the nail. Yeah. Fingernail. <laughs> well, if I had a chalkboard, you know. So, I mean, this hand just appears out of nowhere and write, starts writing on the wall. That's creepy. I mean, that... I don't care who you are. <laughs> You're freaked out right there. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. There, there's no way that you see that, and it's not freaky. Yeah, you can't really explain that one. No, you know. I mean, it's supernatural for sure. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> there's something otherworldly going on. And uh, in fact, it says, it says, then the king's color changed, and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way and his knees knocked together. <laughs> I'm helping you out here. <laughs> Destin is the comic relief in this situation. I wish it was his knees knocking. Um, so, so then the, the, I mean, this freaked the king out so much that, it, like it says, his knees knocked together, you know, no, no sound effects. Um, and so then he hollered at and he was like, hey, bring in the wise men, bring in you know, these people that are supposed to be able to interpret things like this and tell me what in the world this writing on the wall is. So he called all his people in, and none of them had a clue. They couldn't interpret it. They couldn't tell him, you know, what the meaning was, all those kind of things. Well, then the queen, um, he, uh, you know, the queen obviously found out about it, all those kind of things. And so the queen was like, hey, there's this guy that used to work for your dad named Daniel. And apparently he's like really good with stuff like this and interpreting dreams and then, you know, all these other things. So go find that guy. And so, you know, they had Daniel brought in and uh, basically Daniel, Daniel came in and the king offered him all this kind of stuff. He's like, I'll make you like, I think third in the kingdom and I'll give you silver and gold, all this kind of stuff. If you'll just tell me what this writing means and what, what's going on. So Daniel was brought in. And basically Daniel took this opportunity to say, Hey, you know what, King? You, are, you didn't honor God. You've not um, done what was right. You knew what was right because of your father. But it, you have dishonored the, the God of heaven. And he says... Uh, says you have praised the gods of gold silver and gold of bronze iron and wood and stone which uh, do not see or hear 
but the God in whose hand is your breath. It's kind of a cool, cool saying. Yeah. He's the one who holds your breath and whose, uh, whose are all your ways. You have not honored him. Um, then from his presence, the hand was sent. So out of the presence of God, this hand was sent. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> and this writing was inscribed. And this is the writing that was inscribed. And it says, many, many, tekel, and parson. Now, if, if you've taken like Hebrew or whatever, and you know what those are supposed to say, and I did them wrong, I don't really want to hear about it. Um, so many, many, tekel, and parson. This is the interpretation of the matter. Many. God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Yeah. That's a downer. <laughs> it's like a floating so, hand shows up and writes you something. You're kind of hoping it's going to be like a happy birthday. Party on. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. doing great. Yeah. Instead, it says, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. I mean, what? at this point, you're not going to have to do anything because I'm probably going to die of a heart attack. Well, and or, those knees are knocking a little bit harder, I bet you. Yeah. I mean, that. I, I don't know. I, that would totally freak me out. Um. And then it says, Then Belshazzar gave the command, and Daniel was clothed with purple. A chain of gold was put around his neck, and a proclamation was made about him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Doesn't really mean much when the kingdom is about to fall. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the gesture. I'm going to give you my house, because it's going to burn down tomorrow. (laughs) How do you write that thank you note? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and give this to you now because we may not be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that. Oh. And that very night, Belshazzar, the, Chal- the Chaldean or Chaldean king, was killed. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom that night. Didn't take long. No, no. Yeah. That floating hand knew what it was talking about. Yeah. And that's just man. So, so here's the deal. That is a freaky. That that is to me. That's one of the freakiest kind of. You know, maybe not scary because if you want scary, read Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just really weird and and kind of scary that, um, you know his his the proclamation about what's about to happen. Just bam, it's there. It's done. You got nothing to say about it. You're hopeless. You know, the judgment has been made, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I, if, I mean, let's look at ourselves. Has judgment been made about us? Or what if we just said, hey, what if judgment about us or judgment for us was to happen right now? And in our lives, we were weighed in the balance. Would we be found wanting? And I know for for myself, just personally and who I am, just just me, you know, yes. 
you know, just absolutely. I mean, I got, what do you say? What do you say to a completely righteous, completely holy God, God of the universe, and and you have you have sinned against him, you've rebelled against him, whatever it is. Well, I mean, what do you say at that point? Uh, Sorry, yeah, <laughs> shooting, I mean, shooting from the hip over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you, you don't have anything you don't, to say. You, know, you don't have a defense. Just, um, and that's where I'm thinking of a song right now. Um, it uh, it basically says. You know, I, I I need nothing besides Jesus. He he's he is the answer to that question. He is the answer to that. You know, if we were weighed in the balance, then as Christians, Jesus is the one that that balances those those scales. You know, um, he he is the one. He's the only defense that we've got. Um, so. Just as you know, where it is a a a crazy kind of sounding story and those kind of things, um, man. It's it's also the it's kind of the it's kind of the opposite of the good news of the gospel. You know, mm. it, it's it's kind of showing how those who don't have Christ, man, they got nothing. They got no hope, and, and the writing's on the wall. You know, I mean, the, the writing truly is on the wall that, that there is no hope that they have. Um, and, and God, you know, as Christians, man, we're, we're who our, our job here is to tell others you can have hope. You can have hope. His name's Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. My coffee cup says hope. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. The writing's on the coffee cup. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you're right, Jonathan. I don't don't have much to add to that. I mean, we just and I, I think that if it's okay, Jonathan, I think it's time to land the plane because it kind of just unless you have more to that. No, story, I don't go, that's it. Because I mean, it just leads to this point, and I think anytime in landing the plane, anytime you hear these stories, and especially some of them seem so strange, and some of them seem so weird, or so supernatural, or so sometimes scary. I mean, there's there were so many stories we could pick from, okay? There's so many stories. And we just land on these two for different reasons. But at the end of the day, you're going to question sometimes is why Why is God doing things the way he's doing? Why is he, why is he doing this? Why, why is he having floating hands coming up showing people stuff? Why is he uh, destroying cities? At the end of the day, you have to understand that everything God does is for his people. It's to bring glory to his name and to bring people to him. And so anytime you read these stories, anytime you come across something strange like this or or weird or sometimes scary or like what is going on, look for how God is bringing people closer to him because that is truly what he's up to. He's all about loving his creation and bringing people to him, and he's willing to do whatever it takes. And sometimes it's pretty extreme, <laughs> like a floating hand. Does make me think, Jonathan. How many times people have used that that phrase? The writing's on the wall. And yeah, no not idea even where it comes from. Have no clue where it's coming from. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up the show, Jonathan. I guess few few. I got a special announcement, so don't don't hit stop on your 
on your player yet because uh, I want you all to hear this. But first, uh, a couple of reminders. Um, make sure you check us out on social media. Of course, we're on Facebook. We're on well, and Facebook and Instagram at, at Land the Plane Today and Twitter at Land the Plane 247. Uh, you can send us an email at landtheplanetoday at gmail.com anytime for questions, comments, show idea. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, we'd love it if you're listening to this podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, uh, go out to one of the podcast apps out there, uh, Google Play, iTunes, or I think it's called Apple Podcasts now, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are found, and search our uh, podcast, Land the Plane, and hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the shows. And then uh, if you would, if you want to help support the show in any way, we do have a Public store. Just go out to tpublic.com and search Land the Plane, and you can find one of our shirts there. And We get a little kickback if you want to wear one of the Land the Plane shirts around town. We'd appreciate it. Uh, working on getting a new one out there, so uh, hopefully that will be soon. But a couple of things, two announcements I want to make. One is Jonathan and I are really trying to uh, build up our Instagram page right now. So we ask you, if you haven't given us a follow on Instagram, to go out there and do that. And after this show publishes, uh, we are going to put a post out there, and we want your feedback. We want to know which story is scarier. The Do you really? Yes, we do. Do you really? Because I think I'm going to win. <laughs> is it the uh, terrifying night with Lot and his family in Sodom and Gomorrah? No. Or is it a... Small little story about a floating hand. Okay, I mean, come on. <laughs> Which one is it? But we'll put we'll put a post out there. So go to our Instagram page, give us a follow if you haven't. And when that post comes up, uh, give us a vote in the comments. I'll, I'll put like one of those little things where you can put an emoji for this or an emoji for that or something. And that way you can vote and be a part of it. Because we're curious. We're curious. I want bragging rats. And I'm curious as to how badly you're going to lose. I'm not going to lose. I'm not even, I'd never lose anything. <laughs> I just lost Jonathan. That's what I did. Oh. Mic drop. Oh. And last but not least, Jonathan, we're coming up on a year. We may have already hit the year. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, it may be our first official year of Land the Plane podcast. That's all you got? You got just, just shaking I, your head over there? Yeah, I got nothing because I'm, <laughs> I, I don't actually know the date that the first one was released. Yeah, I think it was right at the end of October. It's somewhere through there. Over early November. Anyway, our next episode, we're going to be celebrating our one year um, of podcasting. I don't know how yet. We're going to figure that out and let you know. But make sure you tune into that next episode and keep up with us on the socials. Sweet October the 21st. Wow, we're going to be real close. Yeah. October 21st. I think it'll come out right before Halloween, so that'll be good. So come celebrate with us the next episode. Well, that was October. I was saying October 21st was our first one ever. But that show, yeah, they get it. Okay, yeah. They get They're following me, Jonathan. Yeah. So our our next show will be released on the... (laughs) Yeah, on the 29th. That's what I just said. 29th. Did y'all hear? You said the 29th? I said right before Halloween. Well, that's, oh. Y'all hear Jonathan disrespected. Right now <laughs> is right before Halloween. I hope y'all vote for me on Scariest Stories <laughs> so I can be validated. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, Jonathan. You got anything else you want to share with the people? I got nothing. All right, y'all have, y'all have a good <laughs> night. I hope you enjoy the stories in some kind of way. There is a lesson to be learned, but. Yeah, and I think the writing is on the wall about who had the scarier story. Oh, my goodness. 
I'd get a vote just for that. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye, y'all.